Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. <laughs> it's so fun being back in small services. I didn't know how much. Um, I know that seems odd, but when you've planted a church... This place is, you know, we planted a church with very, very few people, just my family, Mark, the Colebrooks. And um, every week it was just like this. And, and what it did was we just learned to be together as a small family as well as learning together how to do that together as a big family. But this is just such a place of joy and such a place of ease for us, such a place of life because it reminds me of the testimony of who God is and that He is faithful to do what He says He will do. Amen. And I, Mark and I often are in wonder and in awe of what God has done in our life, His faithfulness. Actually, it was so weird um, yesterday when I was vacuuming my carpet and um, I was just, um, the kids were out and I was vacuuming it and it's really grubby and it's new but it's really grubby already because of all of our children and anyway I was talking to Holy Spirit and, and he reminded me of a couple of funny times in my life to do with this carpet and bear with me this morning I just feel to share this but he reminded me twice when I was in hospital with one of my children first was when we lived in Invergary and it was with Oliver and we were in hospital and he had this random ear infection thing and they had no idea what was causing it. And anyway, I'm in hospital and I'm just being like a full-blown mother who's freaking out about a few things. And Mark comes to visit him. I'm like, babe, I reckon it's the carpet that's making him sick. You need to get rid of the carpet in our house. And he said to me, I don't know if you remember this, we can't, babe, we just, we can't afford to change the carpet. And I just remember feeling so disillusioned and so in doubt, like, God, help me out here. This is so important to me. And then a second time in, um, in the house that we're in now, I was in hospital with Phoenix. <laughs> I mean, Mark must think I'm crazy. He comes to hospital and I say to him, babe, I think it's the carpet. <laughs> Because the carpet was so bad and I'm vacuuming it yesterday and I'm remembering. The chads will remember how bad it was. And, um, and I remember sitting again in hospital thinking, God, is this ever, am I ever going to live in a house that's got nice carpet? Am I ever, you know, like this. And so what was happening is, is this wavering and unbelief for the promises of God. And I was vacuuming my carpet yesterday, and I know this seems silly, but he was reminding me of his faithfulness to bring about that which he says. And I, I am guilty of constantly growing and um, discontent and unwavering. Thank God, um, He's partnered me with Mark, who was resolute in his unswavering belief that God will bring to pass that which he says he will. And he just kept saying to me, babe, it'll happen, babe, it'll happen. It's not happening now, but that doesn't mean that it won't happen. God is faithful. And, and it's these things that he wants, Holy Spirit wants to remind us all of in times of uncertainty. 
that He is not uncertain. He is capable and He is with you. He is leading us and He is guiding us. And it's those simple little moments in life, let me tell you, that are gearing us up for whatever comes our way, whether it's in this season or just in the season of life. Everything God has done to date in our life is setting us up for that which is to come. And it's in not only in the large, magnificent miracles or the um, things that we perhaps perceive are more valuable to God. It's in the nitty itty gritties. It's in the everyday life that He's wanting to reveal His faithfulness, His love, His friendship to you to confirm to your heart. He sees you. He knows you. He understands the world that you're carrying and He is going to bring to pass and bring into fullness that which He said over your life. I was just reminded again even this morning of the prophetic words as they've been spoken over our lives and God brings a prophetic word and he's not subject to the circumstance around our life if he says it and he declares it it means there's an invitation for it to become possible and I just want to encourage you today don't look to the circumstances around your life look to the word of the Lord and he will bring to pass what he has said and take heart and take hope in that. And this is the time to be full of the Word of God, to be, I mean, honestly, the Word of God is deeply rich with instruction when we face uncertainty. It is deeply and transcendently full of guidance and wisdom, correction, discipleship, comfort, all of these things and whenever we face times of uncertainty. And I was as I was preparing this message today, I again fell in love with the Word of the Lord and the complexity, the depth of His instruction, His wisdom, His discipleship, and His nature that reaches to me in these pages. It's the anchor of our life. It's, it does the thinking for us. It brings us into alignment. The Word of God disciples and corrects our heart motives, our attitudes, and in a way that is unexposing, but is loving and kind. I want to speak to us this morning about... Um, the church and, and to really commend us into a new season and a new day. And the truth is at the moment that we are dispersed as a church, but we are unshakable. We're dispersed, but we are not dis dislocated. We across the globe today, the world is in a new day and in an unprecedented circumstances was what we find ourselves in. And Man, she is doing incredibly well. The Bride of Christ, the body of Jesus Christ, the church of God is rising in a new and in a significant way that is uncontrollably exciting, hope and faith filled. As we watch this global pandemic unfold in our nations and in the world, we're also watching the church unfold, grow, develop and align to the will and the purpose of God. 
Church is unstoppable here on earth. Look at how beautifully and transparently she is adapting in dire times. In this global um, pandemic, we're shaking our earth. There's death, there's loss, there's pain, there's grief, there's fear, anxiety, depression. There's political instability, just to mention a few. And this is real. This is what's happening. And we feel only a very small wave of it here. But God is moving in a new and a powerful way. He is lavishly pouring out love, joy, peace, healing, hope, light, and salvation like we've never encountered and seen before. I'm telling you, when we come out of this season um, of time, not like the season of what we're facing, but in six months to 12 months, we're going to start to hear the testimonies of what God is doing. Right now, we can't entirely get a hold of them. But across the globe, unparamounted miracles are taking place in people's lives. We just don't have the access or the strategy yet to be getting in touch with them. But God is doing an incredible thing. And part of that is what He is doing in His church. And His church is you and me. It's not only the corporate um, gathering. As we all gather, we are the church gathering. But I'm talking about what He is doing in believers' lives is so incredible. And we are seeing the beautiful invitation for the church to begin to rise in our communities in a new and an unprecedented way. I know I may be using that word unprecedented a lot, but we are seeing an invitation to love and serve our communities and to just love and serve humanity that we've been crying out and praying for for decades. We've been crying out and praying, God, use our lives to serve and love. And it's like through this um, global move, what we're seeing is the doors into our communities being flung open, not in a strategic sense of the church getting together and making this humongous plan, but it's about lives connecting to lives, neighbors connecting to neighbors. It's about the PM box on Facebook or the DM of Instagram going off because people are reaching out to people. People are reaching out in fear and in loss. They're reaching for hope and love in a new and a powerful way. And it excites me. The church across the globe today is in a new day and a state of ongoing change that is transforming her into the church of tomorrow and the church that is in the heart of the Father. You see, deep within our Father is a plan and a purpose that He wants to outroll in this, in this globe. And the church is deeply connected to that. And as we lean in, we're uncovering and we're inquiring, what, what is on your heart, Father? What are you wanting to do? The body of Christ, which is the church, has Jesus as the head. And we are called to be awake and listening to what the head of our lives is saying. We don't want to be disconnected or disattached. We want to be completely attached and in alignment and thinking with the mind of Christ. <laughs> you, we are the church, so it's time for us to be for one another. Yeah. It's time for us to stand in unity. Mark's going to be preaching about this tonight. 
He preached about it last Sunday night, but it is time for us like never before to unite, to put away our differences, our judgments, our accusations, our petty little things that can cause a division. And it's time for us to honour one another, to clean our mouths up and only speak of one another in an encouraging and an affirming way. It's time for us to show, like Paul talks about, the manifold wisdom of God and show His glory and what He can do with the most unusual group of humans. Here we are all today in many of our whānau online. And one thing we can know for sure is that none of us have got the same past or the same present. We are a diverse group of people brought into this little town in Topol from far-reaching parts of the earth. The ethnicity in this place is incredible as God has crafted lives and destinies and popped them here in Topol. But not only that, we all come from different social and economic backgrounds. And the glory and the wisdom of God is that He can weave our lives together to become the body of Christ, unified and united, honouring of one another, speaking words of affirmation and love. And at this time, I believe He is wanting to bring us into a new season of honouring and loving one another. The call to serve the church, who is the bride of Christ, is a sacred and, a, and is worthy of our time and our life. Honestly. This is God's idea. This is not Mark and I's idea. This is not our pipeline for fame. This is not our opportunity to be in leadership. This is not, this is God's idea. And it's just, He called us and surrendered our lives to give all of our lives for His body. But the Word of God from Genesis to Revelations calls us into service of Jesus Christ. And it calls us in the New Testament into service in His house. We don't serve because for any other reason, then God deserves our everything. Whether it's we're on the door or we're chatting online on a comment or we're cleaning a toilet or we're preaching on a stage or we're staying late behind to stack up chairs. We're serving the body of Christ and without us, being who we are, she cannot form or function. And whether it's in the walls of this house and the service, or whether it's in our communities and in our homes, irrespective of what the form and the function of church looks like, you are called, we are called to serve, and it is a sacred calling. It is sacred to God. And He won't step in and make a way other than using us. We are his choice. We are His way through the labor of our hands, the labor of our feet, and the labor of our mouth. The labor of our mouth bringing honor and love, affirmation and unity to the body. The church is entirely in our hands. God will grow it. God's Spirit will flow through it. But He has entrusted us as his sons and daughters, to be the church and to be the body of Christ and to be in unity. (laughs) 
Not only has he entrusted it to us, but he's made available every resource of heaven to assist us. And this is a great thing where we have to forgive. He gives us a forgiveness where we have to let go and do whatever it is that he calls us to do. He gives us the full resource of heaven to achieve it. We are the curators and sustainers, the visionaries and strategists, the hands and the feet, the action of love. And we need to be building each other. We need to be speaking with love and honor. We don't want to be speaking with judgment and accusation. The world is throwing many uncertainties, but one thing is is certain is that the church is stable. Be planted. This is not a time to go looking for another church. This is not a time to sit and decide, should I or should I not attend a church? I'm telling you right now is the time to unite, not divide. It is a time to pick things that bring us together, not pick things that bring us apart. Don't have the pastor for dinner. Don't have the pastor for lunch. Don't complain and moan about your leaders. Don't say we're a service-driven church. Whatever it is. Be in unity. Find what brings us together, not what tears us apart. Be planted. Don't be wobbly. Don't start looking for another church. I'm not saying that for any other reason than right now. It is in your best interest that together as a body, we unite. Don't be disgruntled. Be faithful. Stand true. Anchor into truth. Don't sit in a seat of judgment. Stay connected. Don't isolate. You are not alone. We are a body. And whatever part of the body you are is valuable and worthy. Whether you feel you've got a lot to give or you don't feel like you've got a lot to give, that is not what matters to us. What matters to us is that your family that this is the place that God has drawn you into, that you are a part of the um, flock here at C3 Topor, and God has given great shepherds to you. Stay connected. Find things that unite us, and don't search or dwell on the things that divide us. Let's, we read in Ephesians 2 verse 19. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but your fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone, as prophesied in Isaiah 28. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling place in which God lives by his spirit. I mean, Jesus the Father and the Holy Spirit are in an inseparable relationship. We and our whole faith is modeled to us over their love um, for one another and how they flow in authority and love and grace, all of these things with one another. And we are to echo that here on the face of the earth. (sighs) Let your tongue speak with honor for his body. It's not about this church. It's about speaking in honour for the body of Christ. Speak in honour for the parts. Some parts are new in. 
and some that just new into the body of Christ. Speak of them with honour. Speak of the parts that have been around for a long time that are absorbing the change as church grows and develops. Speak well of every part of the body, knowing that the parts are us. Let our tongue sit in submission to his kingship and to Jesus' headship. Seek to unite with the vision. And don't let a disgruntled spirit become our friend. Come into agreement with Jesus. The spirit of agreement lets unite together and let the language of love, the culture of serving, unite our lives. Let's love and forgive one another endlessly. Let's serve and honour each other, agreeing always when possible and not sit in judgment over the things that we differ on. The supernatural wonder of the church is is her ability to unite, to unite hearts, lives, opinions, experiences together into unity and love. Ephesians 3 verse 10 His intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him, in him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. It's an interesting scripture that talks about how the church witnesses to the heavenly realms, to God's angels, his commanders, and all people in his authority, the wonder of his glory and his wisdom at how he can unite men and women together. And I want to encourage you in this season to let our church, let our connections, let our relationships, let our speech, let our attitudes be a witness of the glory of who God is. Let us, like Ephesians 4 says, 13, equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Let's be men and women who are found building the body of Christ, pumping each other up, whatever you calling out the good in one another. And when we come together and we're working through things, we're working through forgiveness, we're working through offense, all of these things are good and real and exist. And it's not about trying to smooth over them and create a band-aid over a festering wound. But when you are going to a wounded place with someone, have the empathy, but bring in the comfort of Jesus and the wisdom of what his word says, that we're not to stay in division, but we're to stay in unity, that we're called to align, not come out of disalignment. And you guys are so good at this. This is not a message today to call you into something that doesn't exist, but rather to remind you of the importance and the significance as we move forward of how important it is that we bring um, intention to this part of our life and our service to the body of Christ. And let us unite together in this great town topor, And be a witness 
for the goodness and the glory and the love of God. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.